following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. Welcome to the Mr. Nelson Show, episode 339. Mr. Nelson, Red Neckerton, and Lefty Turnington are unavailable as they are still recovering from the New Year's Eve festivities. So therefore, I, auto host, am in charge of this show. You will have my commentary on the 2020 year in review, and some interesting clips, and some Nelson news, and, of course, the latest chapter in the Night Night Tricks for Treats murder mystery. But now, in the review of 2020, it all began with impeachment. Yes, I know. Few remember it. Ha 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 ha. Even the Democrats, who didn't even campaign on it. No, not once. Ha 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 ha. Then came the China virus, known as COVID-19. Many dismissed it as nothing. Mostly Democrats. Ha 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 ha. Even China who said it could not be communicated between humans, but, well, we all know how that turned out. China lied. People died. Then came the lockdowns in response to it in order to stem the flow. We were told it would only be 15 days to flatten the curve. Despite flattening said curve, the lockdowns continue, even to this day, in some form or fashion. This led to the great toilet paper raid of 2020, and many saw this as a true sign that they were, indeed, living in the end times. Many began to protest and demand that their businesses be allowed to function lest they lose everything they've ever worked for. They were immediately condemned by most media outlets as being selfish and killing grandma. Then a drug addict succumbed to his drug use and died with a police officer kneeling on his neck. And so then several cities began to explode as the response of Black Lives Matter, whom everyone had forgotten about, even though a lot of people ended up being wounded, killed in Dallas and all that. But nevertheless, they came back uh, in this protest, which resulted, ironically, in more murders, most of whom, again, ironically, were black themselves. And so cities burned and were destroyed and all kinds of destruction. Yet this protest was praised by the same media outlets that had condemned the previous protests against lockdowns. Never were any of these violent murderous protests condemned for possibly spreading COVID, which flies in the face of all rules concerning COVID. There has yet to be any explanation as to why Black Lives Matter protests are somehow immune to COVID. Then came the murder hornets, who didn't really do a whole lot, but that's one to be continued, I suppose, because they keep popping up, so, well, yeah, to be continued. Finally this year, thanks to a new form of voting, with mail-in ballots that were bereft of even the most basic forms of chain of custody, and violation of battleground states' election laws, and possibly some chicanery involving voting machines, a corpse who is clearly in the throes of dementia was elected president. Another big help to said corpse was American national media outlets. Thanks to our good friends at Gravian, here is a montage of their worst 
horrible, disgraceful treatment of the field of journalism this year of 2020. This was the actual swab. How stupid can you be? Mostly a protest. You are. Qasem Soleimani was no ordinary general. The U.S. officially classified him as a terrorist, but in Iran, he was a national hero. He was a war hero. He's regarded as personally incredibly brave. The troops love him. I was trying to think of somebody, I was thinking of De Gaulle. Smart, charismatic, ruthless, strategic, and bold. His power made Iranians proud. Oh. You're watching CNN's special live coverage of what can only be described as an historic day. It will day. be a busy and historic day ahead. It was a historic day on Capitol Hill. This is a historic day here in the nation's capital. A historic yeah, day, historic another day, historic day, historic day another historic day. Now, this is history unfolding. There's a sacramental quality to this. There's a there's a, a, a ritual. I'm so glad Chris used the word ritual. Just the ceremony of it, walking over delivering the articles of impeachment. There is something almost religious to it. I think there's also something about the sort of the excommunication aspect of this thing. In French, the French Revolution, what, uh, did the guy getting his head taken off hear the drum roll? Why is there a drum roll? Um, somebody tweeted recently that um, actually with the money he spent, he could have given every American a million dollars. got it. Let's put it up yeah. on the screen. Bloomberg spent $500 million on ads. U.S. population, $327 million. Uh, don't tell us if you're ahead of us on the math. He could have given each American $1 million and have had lunch money left over. It's an incredible way of putting it. It's an incredible way of putting it. It's true. It's disturbing. How worried should Americans be about coronavirus? Coronavirus is not going to cause a major issue in the United States. How worried should the average American be, given these flu numbers, when it comes to coronavirus? Right. So the risk in this country is still deemed to be low. Okay, that is the risk. You know, the flu is already widespread in the U.S., and, and it really is much more deadly, is it not? How worried should Americans be? Should they panic? Uh, no, Americans do not need to panic. There's an important context we need to keep this in, and that is that the flu is more deadly. Yeah. So actually the virus has become more dangerous because it can infect more people. It's more easily able to take root in the community. So it's changing in a worse way. This is going to be catastrophe upon catastrophe. President Trump wrote on Twitter, don't be afraid of COVID. Don't let it dominate your life. What does that mean, don't be afraid of it? Everyone should be afraid of COVID. Oh my goodness, Nicole. When I saw that Trump, I mean, I, I literally was overwhelmed. The White House and their calculation, this is about trying to instill a sense of normalcy. Then we all know that life can't really feel like it's back to normal. It can't feel, Americans can't feel that they have the virus under control. We have absolutely zero chance. And by zero chance, I mean zero, Z-E-R-O, zero chance of moving past this with Donald Trump in that job. job. And a far more serious scene. Uh, watch these images. Really just an ugly, a dangerous scene at the state capitol in Michigan. As we look at this extreme group. They're not protests. These quote-unquote protests. I, I don't even think that that's the right word uh, because protests are supposed to be peaceful. I'm not embarrassed to say that I was afraid. It's not clear what they're demanding. Demanding to infect other people, demanding to make other people sick. Who the hell do you think you are? I don't understand what is wrong with people. Stay at home. I, I, I want to be clear in how I I characterize this. This is a, mostly a protest. Uh, it is not. Uh, it is not generally speaking unruly. What you're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations that have been burning in Kenosha, Wisconsin. 
That ain't a riot, what we're seeing right now in Minneapolis. You know, Brooke, I think this is a march, really. As they're coming off, it's peaceful. They're saying peaceful protests. People are risking COVID to explain to this country that we're fed up. Thank goodness for the looters, man. Any reasonable person would say we shouldn't be destroying other people's property, but these are not reasonable times. And please, show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. The First Amendment, you just gotta look it up. NASCAR is investigating a horrible incident. A horrifying, racist, jarring, disturbing, heinous, averted, ugly, cowardly, disgusting reminder of who, again, this sport is for. A noose found in the garage stall of Bubba Wallace. Do you think it's surprising? No, it's not surprising at all. It's just not shocking to anybody. And NASCAR is often considered a sport that is tethered to white folk, tethered to the South. As much as NASCAR may try to distance itself from that, it's a living, breathing part of their sport. sport. Yeah, it seems like he was just the kind of athlete, the kind of star that was perfectly cast on the Los Angeles Lakers, Los Angeles Lakers. I think we were looking at a potentially a trial run for a kind of gen, a genuine attempt to 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 through intimidation and potentially through force to try to uh, to try to steal this election. Uh, we have to be prepared for things that this nation has never faced um, before. And unfortunately, that could involve the use of, uh, you know, these these forces. This is, I guess, the president's own version of martial law, since you know, the real military uh, has kind of pushed back from doing that. Is there anybody, having watched Donald Trump for the last three and a half years, who doesn't think that Donald Trump would try to employ martial law if he thought it was the only way he could stay in power? Today, President Trump is going to South Dakota for what has become a controversial trip to Mount Rushmore. The mother of all photo ops, Mount Rushmore. And we know why this president just can't resist going there. Where he'll be standing in front of a monument of two slave owners and on land wrestled away from Native Americans. He will inevitably and predictably talk about our heritage. In other words, he will talk about he is the protector of white America. Questions have really been raised uh, about Thomas Jefferson in particular, but also George Washington for their for their holdings of slaves. In some ways, Donald Trump is a reflection of the rot that has been at the heart of, 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 our, of our this fragile experiment since its beginning. <laughs> Jamie, I see you standing next to the guy you're going to beat right there, maybe, maybe, maybe. Lindsey Graham. Tim Scott, Tim Scott. Jamie. Tim Scott. Who's that? That's Tim Scott. Hey, I'm sorry. Oh, it's the other center, Tim Scott. What am I saying? Big mistake. Mistaken identity, sir. Sorry. sorry. All right, here it is. The official re-entry from the basement. Cleared by CDC. A little sweaty. Just worked out. It happens. Now the other side of the story involving CNN anchor Chris Cuomo and a man on a bicycle. I said, you're supposed to be quarantining. What are you doing out? What are you doing with all these people? I don't want some jackass, loser, fat tire biker um, to be able to pull over uh, and get in my face and in my space. <laughs> this was the actual swab that was being used to fit up that double barrel shotgun. I wish I had a magnifying glass. Where is it? I don't know, but whenever you tell me you're looking for something around me and you say you're using a magnifying glass, I get nervous. 
There's clear disdain that I have for this president from his paid off porn star to Russia lies to racism in Charlottesville. Children in cages. You are pathetic. Every day, this president looks more ridiculous. Wake up. Talk about ditzy. Talk about a ditzy, stupid, botched response. It's idiotic. And you're terrible. You're wrong. How stupid can you be? If you're sensing a little intensity here, I'm a little amped up. Duh. Duh. Say it directly. Is this an attempt by the president, do you believe, to interfere in the election? Absolutely. Uh, they will destroy the Postal Service. They'll do it because they don't want people to vote. We only have reports so far of these machines being removed. How many mailboxes were removed? Where are the mail sorting machines? What did you replace them with? Are they being replaced? We're on to everything he's doing. All of this seems perfectly planned to uh, disenfranchise people. He is, in effect, putting his knee uh, on the neck of American democracy. This will be the shame of the Republican Party for generations. I was writing all these thank you notes when the show started, mm. and I've got people now who just got them. I've been on for four weeks. Ugh. The only way that we restore fairness is for Congress uh, to pass an act expanding the court. There is nothing in the Constitution that says there has to be nine Supreme Court justices. If Joe Biden wins, Democrats can sack the court. Are you in favor of trying to expand the, the numbers of justices on the Supreme Court? Pack the Supreme Court. Potentially changing the number of justices on the court. Adding seats to the Supreme Court and getting rid of the filibuster. Do you support those two things? Everybody We're going to have to blow up the entire system. Just that traffic incident. It seems to me that that would be unlawful on a million different levels. This is how democracies die. I mean, it could be violations of voter intimidation. It could be aggravated assault if someone was waving a gun at the bus. There could be attempted false imprisonment. This is deadly serious. Imagine your family is on that bus. Your life could have been in danger. Your family's life could have been in danger. And there are people who are on that bus whose lives were in jeopardy. Today, police in San Marcos, Texas, said the online footage made it appear that a white SUV was the at-fault vehicle and the victim was, in fact, a pro-Trump truck. truck. Really, your strength is in traveling around the country and connecting with people. You can't do any of that right now. Mr. Vice President, does, does that worry you? It's, I don't know. It's like watching a yo-yo. I shouldn't have said it that way. It's like watching... It feels that way. I want to ask... I want <laughs> President Trump says offensive things. He never apologizes for it. Is there a double standard here? When you hear these remarks, suckers, losers, what does it tell you about President Trump's soul? Why isn't Joe Biden angrier about all of this? Joe Biden, just a guy in his basement talking to a gal in her. Do you think wearing a mask projects strength or weakness? Go ahead. No, no, I probably best I don't. Obviously, uh, we're not going with the uh, New York Post story uh, right now on Hunter Biden. This is really one of the stupidest October surprises I've ever seen. It helps to really view this as storytelling, not so much as news coverage, but as political entertainment. NPR explained, we don't want to waste our time on stories that are not really stories. Who even thought to make that story up? It's a story that many intelligence experts say has all the hallmarks of a foreign interference campaign. It looks like it's tied to Vladimir Putin in Moscow. This is a Russian intelligence disinformation campaign. It's foreign intelligence operation. Foreign intelligence operation. Russian intelligence. Rudy Giuliani was not fed 
passively Russian disinformation. He ordered it off the menu. This is a classic example of the right-wing media machine. And he's in the midst of a scandal. He's not. And he's taking... He's of course not. he is, no. We should note Hunter Biden isn't running for president. That argument has been debunked. There is no evidence that Joe Biden did anything wrong. For all we know, these emails are made up. It just lacks credibility. Okay, I would love if you guys would start doing that digging and start doing that verification. No, we're not going to do your work for you. Character matters. It matters. Telling the truth matters. <laughs> Being a good person matters. I don't know why I'm crying so much. I keep crying. I'm going to cry now. <laughs> Go away from me. You're going to make me cry. I was talking to a Democrat who just said this also felt like the Avengers. It felt like we're being rescued from this, <laughs> this craziness that we've all lived through from the last four years. And now here are the superheroes to come and save us all. I mean, all I have to say is everybody look up because it's a different way of living now. Right? Get- if you're an immigrant, you don't have to worry if the president's going to be happy to have babies snatched away or send, send dreamers back for no reason we don't care who you are we don't care if you voted for us or not this is vindication for a lot of people who have really suffered well i think we can all agree when we say good riddance 2020 ha 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 now stay tuned for nelson news some bits And, of course, another episode of Night Night. This is a Nelson News Bulletin. China sentences early COVID whistleblower to four years in jail. Hello, I'm Mr. Nelson. A Chinese court handed down a four-year jail sentence to a citizen journalist who raised alarms about the coronavirus outbreak from its epicenter in Wuhan last year. Zhang Zan, 37, was one of several citizen journalists in the country to offer first-hand accounts of the outbreak, which portrayed crowded hospitals and empty streets and illustrated to the world that the situation in Wuhan was far worse than the communist government was letting on. Zhang arrived in Wuhan in early February to document the city's fight against the deadly new virus and posted her findings online, some of which were critical of the Chinese government. Her posts on YouTube reportedly consisted of interviews with residents, commentary, and footage of a crematorium, train stations, hospitals, and the Wuhan Institute of Virology. She was arrested on allegations of spreading false information, granting interviews to foreign media, disrupting social order, And criticizing the government. We can't have that. Her lawyers claimed in court, according to Reuters, that police strapped her hands and force-fed her with a tube, and that by December, she was suffering headaches, giddiness, stomachache, low blood pressure, and a throat infection. The Pudong New Area People's Court in Shanghai sentenced her to four years in jail for picking quarrels and provoking trouble. One of her lawyers confirmed to the news agency, adding, We will probably appeal. Ah, boy, that's a (laughs) great representation, huh? I don't understand. All she did was say a few true words, and for that she got four years, Zhang's mother said. Well, um, that's exactly why she's doing four years. The words were true. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. Humanitarian critics have sounded the alarm over China's treatment and subsequent punishment of Zhang. 
We are deeply concerned by the four-year prison sentence imposed on citizen journalist Zhang Zan, the UN Human Rights Office tweeted. We raised her case with the authorities throughout 2020 as an example of the excessive clampdown on freedom of expression linked to COVID-19 and continue to call for her release. Kenneth Roth, the executive director of Human Rights Watch, blasted the timing of the sentencing, suggesting Chinese authorities waited until the holiday season to avoid attention and scrutiny from the West. Beijing's selection of the sleepy period between Christmas and New Year's suggests even it is embarrassed to sentence citizen journalist Zhang Zan to four years in prison for having chronicled the uncensored version of the coronavirus outbreak in Wuhan. Chinese authorities worked hard to cover up the dangers of the virus during the early days of the outbreak, censoring and detaining a number of doctors and journalists in Wuhan. A study released found that if interventions in China had been conducted one week, two weeks, or three weeks earlier, Cases could have been reduced by 66%, 86%, and 95% respectively, significantly limiting the geographical spread of the disease. Well, there you go. China lied. People died. This has been a Nelson News Bulletin. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Great displays of vanity, Night Night. What's that you're wearing? Why, it's the Night Night t-shirt, Bobo. Well, where'd you get that? Well, I got it at the Mr. Nelson store at Zazzle.com. There you can find your Night Night t-shirts and other products that Mr. Nelson provides. Huh. Look at this one. It shows you staring at the flying pig's butt. <laughs> Shut up, boo damn it. <sighs> anyway, folks, if you want your night-night t-shirt, head over to the Mr. Nelson store at Zazzle.com and order your night-night shirt today. It's New Year's Eve in Cityopolis, and everyone is preparing for the night's festivities to welcome in the new year in City City Center where the mayor will perform the ceremonies. But unbeknownst to all, slowly approaching them over their skies, a Goodyear blimp. But it isn't so much the blimp itself, but rather its sudden pilot, the nefarious Pink Elephant. <laughs> Bye, Pink. Those guys at the hangar never knew what hit them. <laughs> yeah, they never do, baby. They never do. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what your loosened hit of gas made them dream of. Didn't find no Pink. They were screaming about gremlins or some shit. Oh, well. So what's the plan, boss? You gotta help Cineopolis ring in the new year with a bang? <laughs> yeah, not exactly, Pink, baby. I'm looking for one man in particular. Oh, all this for one man? Yeah, it's that damn Putin bitch. After he done rubbed down Jab Turkey on Thanksgiving, I've been looking for him ever since, but damn, he's a hard one to find. So, what I'm gonna do is, just by the odds that he might actually be in the crowd in City City Center celebrating New Year's, I'm just gonna drop my hallucinogenic gas, big old ton of it, all up inside this here blimp. Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna have, for a brief moment, hallucinogenic control over them peoples, and I'm gonna make the Puritan reveal himself. <laughs> oh, wow. Dang, baby, that's genius. <laughs> yeah, baby. It's, oh, 
Above Cityopolis, play to a strange dogfight between the night jet and a Goodyear dirigible. Our scene cuts to the office of Commissioner Charles Wetman as he interviews the widow of the late Rusty Stain, who fell victim to what appears to be a serial killer. So, uh, Mrs. Stain, I would... Please, Commissioner... Call Miss Scarlet. <laughs> oh, uh, very well, Scarlet. Uh, w- would you be aware of anyone who had grudges against your husband? <laughs> uh, uh, forgive me, Commissioner, but I would have thought that would be obvious, as the prime suspect would have to be my ex-husband, who's never gotten over how Rusty stole my heart from away from him in his failed life. And my husband is, of course, nowadays going by the supervillain identity of the Fraser. Well, that's where you're wrong, Miss Scarlet, I'm afraid. For you see, our investigation has revealed that your ex-husband, better known as the Fraser, has quite the rock-solid alibi. He was robbing a jewelry store on the other side of town. While your husband, unfortunately, was being murdered. Uh, That's ridiculous. I mean, who else would freeze a man to death? Other than the freezer. I mean, if he didn't do it himself, he did, well, he must have hired someone to do it. We're using his technique. Yeah, but why would he hire a man to kill his victim in a manner that would make it appear that he did it himself while at the same time establishing an alibi? Well, I don't know. I'm not an investigator. That's your job to figure these things out. I mean, my God. Why are you questioning me? No, no, Miss Stain. I mean, Scarlet. There's no need to be upset. We're just trying to figure things out that don't make sense. Now think again. Is there anyone with a business relationship, perhaps, with your husband who might have had an axe to grind against him? Or perhaps you. (gasps) Me? Don't say another word, honey. (gasps) Who the hell are you? Wait, I know you. Boss Carbuncle. Actually, Commissioner, my name is LaRouge Carbuncle. I'm a respected businessman in these here parts, and I do not at all appreciate anyone trying to bestow upon me a title meant to disparage my good name. Well, well, whatever you want to call yourself, this is a police investigation, and you're interfering in it. Uh, actually, Commissioner, uh, it is upon our duty to ensure my client's rights are not violated, and so we're not interfering in anything other than maintaining constitutional rights, <laughs> which she, of course, has. Who the hell are you? I'm Martin Purple. Turning it law, and I will be representing Miss Scarlet Stain here. And uh, per further counsel with me, she will not be answering any more questions, either now or possibly in the future, short of a warrant from you. I warrant. think this whole interview is out and in. But, but, no buts about it, Commissioner. Have a happy new year. The hell? Yeah, there's way more to this than meets the eye. 
and she called him daddy. That, that means Scarlet Stain was once Scarlet Carbuncle, a member of the Carbuncle crime family. All right, Commissioner, you better get to City City Center. Huh? Ah, come on, really? I still got time to make it there to be there with the mayor for the New Year's Eve festivities. <laughs> uh, no, Commissioner. It's night night. He appears to be attacking City City Center with a giant Goodyear blimp. What? And at that moment, high above City City Center is the Goodyear blimp, constantly being darted by swoops and turns of a crescent-shaped night jet. Shut up, Bubba, and stop crying, you moron. Why? Expert aerial acrobatic skills, they'll never put a scratch on my neck. No, I was close. Alright, it's down. I'll simply slide in and with the sharp edge of my crescent-shaped wing of my neck jet, I'll tear his idiot lip a new hole. <laughs> And soon the night jet does just as Night Night described. But suddenly, a huge, billowing clouds of pink smoke come forth from the blimp. Huh. All that pink smoke coming out of the blimp. It sure looks like the same type of smoke Pink Elephant uses to make people go cuckoo. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, we just released the Pink Elephant's gas from all the people down below gathering for New Year's Eve in City City Center. Oh, no. Yes, the Goodyear blimp does crash into the middle of the city city center festivities of New Year's Eve, and with the pink elephant's hallucinogenic gas raining down on the populace, they all begin to immediately freak out, some stripping naked and cavorting around, all kinds of nutty things happening, even with the mayor getting naked as well. But fortunately, uh, beyond a few scrapes and bruises and no loss of life, not much harm done except for some, you know, property damage and whatnot. But hey, while all this was going on, back at the Carbuncle Estate... Damn it, Daddy, why did you have to come in like that and reveal my familiar past? Because I'm head of the Carbuncle family, and what I say goes... Things are getting hot around here, and I'm the one to manage it. And you, my little girl, are gonna keep your mouth shut and stop showing off like you're ashamed of where you came from. Damn it, damn it. Oh, damn it. Oh, to treat me like I'm only ten years old? Oh, damn it. Oh, first rusty, now this. Oh, I, oh, what? What do you want? Oh, damn it. What is uh, You! You're the pink elephant! What, what, what are you doing with that gun? No! Did she say pink elephant? But how can the pink elephant be here murdering Scarlet Carbuncle when he's over in City City Center in the midst of the Goodyear Blimp's wreckage? Hmm. Perhaps we'll find out in the next year in another episode of... Night Night. This has been a Nail Sin production. The Night Night theme song is performed by Alistair White and his lovely wife, Heather. 
Incidental music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod. All characters are performed by me, Douglas Nelson. Join us again, won't you? There you have it, the Mr. Nelson Show 339. Have a happy new year. Well, one can hope. This concludes our broadcast. The views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson Show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they will be promptly ignored and or blocked. People should not be walking around with masks. You're sure of it, because people are listening really no, closely to this. Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better, and it might even block a, a droplet, but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. And often, there are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask, and they keep touching their face. And can you get some schmutz sort of staying inside there? Of course, of course. But when you think masks, you should think of healthcare providers needing them and people who are ill.